0: The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management, owners, or advertisers, and should not be construed as legal, tax, or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision.
1: Welcome in, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Bringing in CFP Chad Burton to add some color commentary. Well, I guess I do the color commentary, and he does the educational material. Topic we're going to hit today, you can go find for yourself at newfocusfinancial.com. It's under a blog. It's under some PDFs that you can download. It's podcasts podcast you can listen to. Anything that's tied towards New Focus Financial will help you get to retirement. Check it out at newfocusfinancial.com. Now, Chad, um, I've had some old 401ks. Before I met you, I delivered pizzas in college, and I had a SEP IRA because it was a small business, and that's what the owner set up. Probably about $2,000 is what I got put in, and then... I left it. I forgot about it. And I, I want to say, like, Smith Barney ate, ate it all up with fees. And then I had another account that I ultimately rolled over, but it was at Charles Schwab, and I forgot my password. I moved. 20 years later, I find the money, and it's it's grown. And I, I rolled it over. Um, it was easy to do for me. Let's talk about people having scattered assets like I did and getting them focused. What do we need to know?
2: Well, yeah. I mean, first of all, you can consolidate IRAs. There was a, oh gosh, I think it was back in 2010. You used to have to keep your rollover IRAs separate from your contributory IRAs, and that's all garbage. Good. So you can consolidate everything in one account. So even if you have a mutual fund with T Rowe Price and a brokerage account uh, IRA at, at Schwab and something uh, IRA at Fidelity, you can put them all into one IRA and even keep the same investments. You can consolidate and transfer all the assets in kind, whether it's an IRA or a taxable account or whatever it may be. So you can consolidate without paying taxes, and that's so key to just getting financial clarity in general.
1: I mean, absolutely, getting them all in one location, and then I use eMoney, which is something New Focus offers their clients, where you can see everything at, at its various locations
2: pulled into one. Very, very handy. Yeah, and then those then the the account balances are always pushed into the financial planning projections that you can click on and say, okay, when can I retire? How long my money is going to last? Um, so a four hundred one k rollover is actually pretty easy. It's it is kind of intimidating though. Phone call, or do you have to sign something? Most of the time, it's a phone call. So let's say you leave a company, okay. and you've got a four hundred one k there. It usually takes a month or two for you to be you realize that you've separated from service. Okay. And once that designation goes in, then you can do a 401k rollover, and typically, people are going to roll it over to an IRA. So the first thing you do is say, where late. am I going to open? Yeah, well, yeah, it's a you know, pre-tax account, a rollover okay. IRA. It's a trustee-to-trustee transfer, or rollover, rather. Um, and you, basically, what you're doing is, first, got to say, where am I going to have this IRA? Am I going to manage it myself? Am I going to have a fee-only financial advisor manage it? Um, whatever you do, you have to get that IRA account open first. Say, where is it going to go? Once you have that account number established, you call the 401k company and say, okay, I want to do a rollover. And they will tell you whether the rollover is done by phone or if they have to send you paperwork. And either way, there's all sorts of conf- questions that can sometimes intimidate people. Like, you know, is it, there's a mandatory 20% withholding, but that's only if you're not doing a rollover. So, you're, you you want to make sure you're saying, I want to do a direct rollover. And, and that mandatory check, 20% withholding would be for taxes. Sorry. Yes, and that's if you take a check made out to yourself and it's not a rollover. And you don't And some that. people, oh, no, some people do that, Rob, when they think, oh, it's only going to cost me 20%. <laughs> so, I'm going to take this cash and I'm going to spend it. And then they get to the end of the year and they realize that's just the minimum withholding. The actual tax bill could be, you know... Twenty-five percent federal plus eleven percent state, and then all of a sudden they have a huge tax bill. I love that you said it's only twenty percent because I don't want to lose twenty percent of my retirement nest egg. Oh, I know, yeah, but people unfortunately do it all the time when they leave their job. It's it's sad. Um, that's why I think we need more of a mandatory four hundred one k in the country. But that's another topic. We're moving uh,
1: we're moving that direction
2: eventually. Yeah, I hope so. Um, uh, because you know, sixty seventy percent of people are, of baby boomers, are underprepared for retirement, so they're going to be working a long time. But uh, most 401ks are pretty simple. So you you call, you tell them you want to do a direct rollover. They actually make the check out to your new IRA. So it'd be like TD Ameritrade for the benefit of Chad Burton's IRA. Okay. okay. They mail the check to you, and that's okay. You just have you know you know within sixty days, you want to deposit it into your IRA, and then from there, you invest it in whatever you want, or have the advisor invest it. So It's pretty pretty simple. You open the IRA, you do the rollover call or do the rollover paperwork, they send you the check, you deposit it into the new IRA. That's really the steps. Most 401ks are pretty easy. Some of them can be a little bit more difficult than that. It's important to note that if you can have it go from institution to institution,
1: it might be better than to have them send you a check to your home, where it can get lost, stolen, misplaced.
2: Because you only have that sixty days to get it put it back. Um, yeah, but most of the time they're sending you the check, though, Rob. I mean, is that's, that right? That's just, yeah, oh, yeah, that's how it works. Unless you're doing a like, you can say if your four hundred one k is at Fidelity and your IRA is at Fidelity, sometimes they can do that direct. But almost every single time they're mailing a check, and not- you can request that to be overnighted, and that's a lot. Better. I'm not sure I have this correct, so correct me if I'm wrong.
1: It feels like 20, 30 years ago, companies didn't want to give up the 401k assets. So, like, if you went to a new company and your old company had it housed at Fidelity and your new company has it at TD Ameritrade just for example purposes, and you tried to do a rollover, the Fidelity would hold on to it as long as they could. And then you would see assets transfer slowly, like maybe Apple stock would be the first couple days and mutual funds last couple days. Is, has that gotten more modernized
2: or or am I off base well it's kind of the opposite of it really I mean they it's it's not really like that anymore in fact, when you have account balances under five hundred or under five thousand dollars and you're not at that employer anymore uh-huh they don't want you in there because that employer is paying a per participant fee uh-huh. so sometimes you'll get these notices hey, if you don't you know send if you don't take this money, we're gonna send you a check or we're gonna push it over into. An IRA, and then you're going to have to go transfer it from there. We want it out of the plan. You're no longer with the company. We want you gone. We don't want to see your name on our paperwork anymore. And so you want to avoid that. And low balance 401k plans can end up being pushed to you. If people don't know how to find you, it can end up at the state. Oh, yeah. Um, And that happens quite often, more often than you think. That, like you said, you forgot about that SEP IRA, right? The only way you might have found it at some point is if they said, we can't find Rob Black, we're going to send this money to the state, and then you got to go to those websites where you find lost bank accounts and all this other stuff that gets turned over.
1: I'm raising my hand right now, because I'm guilty of that one. Um, I think I worked an odd job for like a month at a grocery store, Mm -hmm. and I've got like $14 in an account somewhere in Virginia that's being held for me. And I'm just like, no, I'm not going to jump through that hoop for that, but it is fun to do. Um, Your second point, I don't quite understand. You said, what is a more different 401k rollover or
2: difficult? No, difficult. Difficult 401k rollover. Yeah, so a difficult 401k rollover is you have one 401k, right? And uh, I think the last, one I was like this, was at Lockheed Martin. Inside the 401k, there was several different things going on. First of all, you had money that you were deferring pre-tax. You had um, Roth money that was put in as well, where it was a different you know, account inside the 401k growing tax free. Um, and then you had after-tax contributions and you had employer stock that was giving to this person as a match. Okay. And there was $100,000 of employer stock inside the 401k that had a basis that was given to them uh, for $5,000. So, when we did the 401k rollover, we ended up with a pre-tax IRA, a Roth IRA that received the Roth IRA money and the Uh, post-tax money, and then we opened up a normal brokerage account that received the company stock. And when that happened, they paid taxes on the basis of that company stock, and the rest will qualify for capital gains. It's called a net unrealized appreciation rollover. And it can be very advantageous, depending on your situation. Thanks very much.
1: It's CFP Chad Burton. You can get a podcast of his material at newfocusfinancial.com.
0: Rob Black has a financial interest in the success of New Focus Financial.
1: Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz.
0: We're making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black. Hello. Hello. Trying to find my voice. Hello. Is this thing on? It's always a big Sweet. question, right? Ha <laughs> um, Yesterday, we talked a lot about subscriptions and how if you have a subscription, Wall Street seems to like it, whether it's a subscription to Amazon Prime, whether it's a subscription to Netflix, whether it's a subscription to Microsoft's near an all-time high, because I pay for Microsoft Outlook online on the web, so I can access internet wherever I go, email. Wall Street tends to like that recurring business model. Today, if we were to talk about another business model Wall Street likes, it's cloud, right? And that kind of ties into a subscription model. If you stop paying for Microsoft Cloud, you stop getting Microsoft Cloud, right? And then you're like, but I like being able to check my email wherever I go. Cloud storage equipment and software providers are growing revenues at double-digit rates. Wall Street likes double digit rates, right? Cloud storage equipment and software providers for the cloud are growing at revenues double digits. The economy's growing what? Two to four percent? At four percent we go, woo, this is the greatest bull market ever. At two percent we're like, oh, we're dangerously close to a recession. At three percent it's very Goldiloxian, Which I have a patent pending on Goldilocks. Remember Galaxian? What a video game. <laughs> Thank you. You were always like, okay, do I let the alien ship kidnap my ship, but then I could shoot it down and I could have two ships firing at once. But we, we I, I defer. I, I, I'm, I'm off topic. Let's talk about the web, right? Well, interestingly enough, Microsoft and Sony are both kind of hinting that there may be one more Xbox and one more PlayStation hardware in your home And then we expect this miracle of 5G. I know, I know you're saying, and God gave us the Ten Commandments. The 11th Commandment was meant to be, there will be a miracle one day called 5G, and it'll change everything. People are talking about it like it's a miracle. People are talking about it like it's the next thing, the next best thing since sliced bread. I know you're saying, there used to be bread that wasn't sliced? That's right, Jack. So Amazon Web Services is one of those services you can kind of dial into on the web, right? 5 um, G's coming down the road, and, and both Microsoft and great Google and Google, Sony are saying, you know, maybe down the road you won't actually have to have hardware in your living room. Maybe we'll just we'll have all the hardware, and we'll have the latest, greatest, fastest hardware and the best graphics possible. You don't have to worry about that anymore. No more upgrades to your system. But you'll have a subscription to their hardware online. So there's two trends that are coming in this conversation. Everything going online, web services, and subscriptions, right? And then you get into, like, 5G, and who's going to win? Verizon, or will it be AT&T? Will it be Comcast? Who's going to be your uber, super, crazy, daddy, fast internet service provider? So Microsoft has Azure, Amazon has AWS, short for Amazon Web Services. There's a ton of private companies. There's a ton of public companies in the last 18 months who've come out. Companies like Pure Storage. What do we know about them? What do we not know about them is the question. Companies like NetApp, who their strategy is positioned for growth. And you may go, Who cares about NetApp? I want Netflix. They're a player too. Players going to play, 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 play. Players are going to play, 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 play. We don't need Tay-Tay to teach us that. Can I call Taylor Swift Tay-Tay? Or is that a nay-nay? Anyhow, there's companies like VMware. Yes, I know. They're not sexy. They're not Netflix or Amazon or Google. There's a company, VMware's tier symbol, V-M-W. Kind of sounds like BMW, right? And you get Nutanix, and you're like, Nutanix? That sounds like a nutritional supplement. I don't want that. But it's a cloud company, and it's got better than average recommendations, and it's got better than average growth. And Wall Street will say, hey, if you're growing at double digits, we like double digits more than single digits. You know, yesterday we heard uh, an analyst say, hey, Facebook's growing at double digits, and yet it's got a a PE of 15. We like it. So do you see how Wall Street kind of works with that whole Better than average growth? I'm smarter than the average bear. Hey, boo-boo, let's do a picnic basket. What's up with bears walking on their hind legs with no diapers on? What up with that? I wasn't a fan of Yogi Bear. Was not a fan of Yogi Bear. Smokey the Bear, big fan. What other bears do we know? I'll tell you about the Russian bear story later. Microsoft is the number two cloud player behind Amazon Web Service. Do you think of Microsoft that way? I'll tell you what, I got Microsoft Office 365, and I'm like, I can't live without it. It's like women can't live with them, can't live without them. Web services, they're kind of like the devil, where you pay every single month. And there's a company, there's an app called Trem, which looks at your bills and tries to figure out, are you paying for stuff you're not using? It's a big question, because again, how do you make money on Wall Street? You can invest wisely, you can earn more money. Or you can save money on your subscriptions. And why does Wall Street love subscriptions? Because you tend to forget about them and underuse them. You tend to get more bang for your buck when you're a music company, and you say, okay, we're only going to sell three albums to Rob Black, so let's give him a music service where he can listen to whatever he wants, whenever he wants, and it'll equal 50 bucks or 60 bucks or 70 bucks instead of $45. Or maybe it'll equal 120. So Wall Street loves subscriptions. Wall Street loves double-digit growth. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, when you hear about recessions, you can see why Wall Street doesn't like it because it's negative, right? Negative growth. When you take a look at Italy and you take a look at France and you go, man, those companies, those countries have been around since I was a baby. Well, they've actually been around since your daddy's, baby's, babies, your grandfather's, grandfather, grandfather, grandfather. They've had economies. So, it's tough to stimulate them as much. They're mature. Do you remember when you're 18, how easy it was to get stimulated? Like, you'd get obsessed with a video game or obsessed with a member of the opposite sex. And then as you, as you get older, you're like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and die. <laughs> Same thing with Wall Street. Uh, economies that are younger tend to be sexier. So when China went from kind of a socialist communist world to kind of a socialist capitalist world, we were like, intriguing. It's a young capitalist country. We don't have those come along every single day, especially this big. So, again, it's, it's kind of a, a damnation game that you're playing poker with the devil. Sometimes it's ramification. Sometimes the heart cards work against you. Anyhow and anyway, I'm positive. I'm Rob Black. Stay with me. It's Rob Black and your money. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW.
0: Your comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW.
1: I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show. Even though e-commerce may not seem like much compared to in-store retail, e-commerce continues to grow quite nicely. Um, nearly all growth now for retail comes from online sales. Um, so it's continuing to pick up. Purchases made on desktop remain strong and steady, but mobile has also, you know, shown the rocket-like surge from four billion dollars in first quarter of 2012 to 14 million dollars in the first quarter of 2016. So what's driving all that growth? It's it's consumers. They're going digital. Number of online consumers and shoppers have grown nearly 20 million since 2015. I think that's a great thing. Um it's great and it's horrible. You know, we keep talking about Not what we keep talking about, but just turn on the headline news and manufacturing jobs are going to Mexico, right? Retail jobs are just disappearing. They're being replaced with kiosks and, uh, you know, mobile purchasing. Now, it's also creating a lot of factory jobs of fulfillment, but it's not one for one. So consumers are, you know, again, they're going digital, And I don't know if there's any way to stop this. Uh, During the election fervor, uh, Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump fighting each other. Donald Trump, you know, he took a shot at Amazon. And uh, some would say that he probably did that because the Washington Post is owned by Amazon. Some would say that he maybe did it because uh, the average person out there is like, that company's doing so good and I'm not. Um... So we'll see. The average consumer online is spending more. The amount of money spent online last year grew by $7 billion in one quarter. So the first quarter of 2015 versus the first quarter of 2016, we've jumped in online spending from $61 billion to $68 billion. This is a trend. And you're making money on investments in trends, the trend of people getting older, taking more pharmaceuticals. The trend of millennials leaving mom and dad's house and getting a home. Uh, you bet they're going to go to Home Depot for the first time. You bet they're going to get paint. Uh, William sonoma will be a play. Like, hey, let's do a housewarming party, right? You make money on trends. So consumers are shopping online more often. So not only are we spending more, not only are more of us online doing it, but when we are, we're spending more as well. So... And I, I know that definitely hits me. So um, something's worthy of note. Future of retail continues to shake it up, so to speak. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. One of the areas that we continue to pound, 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 pound is save, 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 save. And a friend of mine was out walking a dog with a beautiful woman who just changed careers and she's making more money and she's kind of you know talking it up kind of big and one of the first things he says is are you saving more money? Um, I kind of rub off on my friends and my friends kind of rub off on their friends which is kind of cool. Um, I think that's a good thing. There are always ways to take guesswork out of investing. And when you make more money, you should be investing a little bit more. Not maybe all of it, but definitely a little bit more of it. Uh, Best place you could do it typically is in your workplace 401k, 403b, or 457. Um, One of the areas that I would be concerned with if, you know, let's say I'm a 30-year-old and I'm changing jobs. And they they go, well, you can't participate in the company 401k. It's a great 401k. we got 6% matching, but you can't do it for at least a year. I may not change jobs uh, because I think the saving component for retirement of one year of my career, which, uh, what do we work, 25 to 40 years typically, is that thought. And if that's the thought, you know, losing 4% of your work ability to save money. I, I might not take that job. So um, just throwing that out there for you. A lot of people ask me for specifics on retirement saving funds, and there's a lot of really good ones, but they're all going to depend on you and not saying, here's a great list. I could put together a list, but then you'd have to take that list and try to apply it to you. For instance, um, there's a nice one, the American Balanced Fund. It's beaten the average balanced fund in every calendar year except for one in 2009 over the last 11 years. It's got pretty good performance got pretty low cost, 65 basis points, ticker symbol is B-A-L-F-X, and it's balanced, so it's kind of matching that growth and the, uh, value together, so they're focused on high-quality dividend-paying stocks like Microsoft, um, although they do have some sexy names like Amazon. Part of their income consists of a bond portfolio with debt guaranteed by the U.S. government, which is pretty good debt. Um, in the last few years, it's averaged 6.4% as a fund. In the last five years, it's averaged 11%. In the last 10 years, it's averaged 6.4%. Uh, and that does not include dividends. So, you know, you're like, okay, well, that's kind of boring. It is. And it's kind of something that's worked really well in the last five years, particularly. Um, how about the American Fund's Euro-Pacific Growth, where you're like, well, Europe's been kind of decimated, and maybe there's some extra value there. American Fund's Euro-Pacific Growth, lovely fund. Um, there's a lot of really great funds out there. Like if you need an income fund, it's pretty easy to find this stuff, Dodge & Cox Income Fund. It's yielding about 3.4% through up to you know, one good year at 4.5%. Over the last 10 years, it's averaged 5%, but it, it has an expense ratio of 40 basis points. And I don't know if you really need income, but if you did and you didn't want to go with individual bonds, maybe that would be your issue. So that's one of the, the, the toughest things about picking funds for people. Um, a, I don't know your risk profile and your risk experience, but also I don't know your spouse. I don't know a lot of special conditions. Like, do you have a child who's high special needs? Uh, that's much more expensive. And that turns a retirement plan from you know, maybe two people into three people, but two people for 30 years and maybe three people for 60 years, or one person for 60 years. Um, I don't know. So, you know, it's things that you have to factor in. That's one of the the weaknesses of trying to get free advice and not working directly with someone. I'd be careful because of exactly what I'm saying right there. Um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we could talk about. Again, I want you to see the world in little subcategories like wealth creation. That's from age 20 to 60, wealth preservation from 60 to 100, um, investing to create wealth, but investing in retirement to maintain as much of it as you can for as long as you can. Uh, retirement. What does retirement look like to you? Where is it going to be? Um, what's an RMD? And if you don't know what an RMD is, you better learn fast, especially if you're approaching retirement. Um, it's one of the things that it will come up. So 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. A couple stories out there. I think uh, the first Friday of every month is something you need to pay attention to. It's the employment report. That's a real important one. We know that we're in an environment now where we're talking probably higher interest rates. And that's going to be real important tied towards the auto industry and the real estate industry. Both industries should suffer setbacks because of it. Now, maybe not in the short term on real estate, but definitively in the long term, if rates start a prolonged March higher. No one's predicting prolonged March higher, but a lot of people are predicting a move higher. Regulators are airing a lot of concern right now on higher interest rates and auto loans because the number of Americans who are falling behind on their car loans is increasing. It's booming. It's near a record pace. So do you know anyone who's fallen behind on their um, auto loan? Anyone who's become delinquent? So the increased level of distress associated with subprime loan delinquencies is a concern. And it shows you that the auto industry is maybe not as healthy as it was. um, Perceived to be. Because a lot of subprime loans are tied up in the auto industry. I was reading a report recently about the increase in delinquencies, and uh, one of the things that shocked me was this: they got a quote from a 74-year-old grandmother who said, I didn't really want to buy a car. Her name is Violet. And this is classic predatory lending, in my opinion. But she said, I got a, a postcard from a local dealership promising a prize of a pearl necklace and a fishing rod. If she visited the used car lot in May 2015. So when she did. She qualified for a $20,000 loan. To purchase a 2011 Ford Fusion. Uh, She had to stop making payments. And they had to come get the car. Because she couldn't pay for it. She was on social security. She receives food stamps. And she lives in subsidized housing. And somehow she qualified for a $20,000 loan. Um, That's insanity to me. So. If the economy slips, the auto industry is going to get hit hard um, with cars coming back to them and loans basically imploding on them. So can you imagine going to a car dealership because they're going to give you a a pearl necklace and, oh yes, a fishing rod. I guess you could get me off the couch for a fishing rod, even though I don't know what I'd do with it, seeing that I've never caught a fish. But maybe I'll come to your car dealership. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Visit Rob Black
0: online at RobBlack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM
1: 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money invested in more. Walmart has a new name. They were incorporated as Walmart Stores, Inc., they've changed their name to Walmart. Companies trying to shift away from building traditional stores towards competing online with rival Amazon. Interesting, right? I'm not going to say that's a head scratcher, but it's a bit of a head scratcher. They've got 11,700 stores, and by changing their name, uh, is that going to make that much of a difference? They want to change their name to say, you can shop with us as a customer any way you want to be a customer. There was another company that did this. Can you think of who it was that's pretty famous? Apple. Apple Computer went from Apple Computer to Apple. Google went from Google to Alphabet, which I just hate. Great googly moogly. Companies that are in the midst of change often struggle to sit down with a group of investors and say, forget everything you've ever heard before. Now we're something different. I don't think Alphabet's done a good job of saying not only are we Google, but we're also Waymo, but we're also, what else? Nest? How great it would it be if they come up with 27 companies A to Z, right? Sam Walton opened the first Walmart back in 1962 in Rogers, Arkansas, after opening several stores with other names, including Waltons, 5 and 10. The name Walmart came from Bob Bogle. One of the first store managers. The company incorporated in 1969 as Walmart, which has a dash in it from the first Walmart, which did not have a dash in it. Stores still account for more than 95% of its revenue, but in recent years, the company is shifting more towards online and improving existing sales stores. Last year, Walmart bought Jet.com for $3.3 billion to expand its e commerce efforts. In the most recent quarter of all quarters, sales rose the fastest in nearly a decade. So is that going to work for you? Limited brands became L brands. I guess the name Limited was too limiting. During the nineteen nineties dot com boom, companies like one eight hundred flowers appended dot com to their nameplate. But you can still call one eight hundred flowers. You don't necessarily have to do it online. Kraft Foods has become Mondelez. I jokingly say, sarcastically I say, Kraft Foods has probably killed more people than cigarettes. Philip Morris became Altria. Why? Because you think of Philip Morris and Marble Man as cancer. Altria, you think, we live in an altruistic world, which is wonderful. Tribune Publishing, whose newspapers include the LA Times and Chicago Tribune, They changed their name to Tronc, which is probably the hardest one to to throw down. T-R-O-N-C, Tronc. Like, what the hell is going on with that name? Say what? So, Limited Brands, one of their divisions is Victoria's Secret. Wouldn't you rather say, I want to be an investor in Victoria's Secret than Limited Brands? Some of these names are, are just confounding to me. But they're out there. Home Depot is announcing a $15 billion share buyback. That's a biggie. One thing that I like about Home Depot is, as a homeowner, one of the things that is one of the greatest joys of my life is throwing down grass seed. It's throwing down soil. It's getting paint and painting the walls. It's getting paint and painting the outside. It's getting paint. Like, Do you see what I'm saying? So Home Depot is not going to go out of business anytime soon. And you're like, but what about the mom and pop store? Screw that! If the mom and pop store is going to charge me 20 percent more for paint, I'm going Home Depot. I'm not. I'm not loyal to paint. I'm loyal to my dollar. Just saying. Google has pulled YouTube from a lot of Amazon devices, saying it isn't playing fair. Retaliation for Amazon's website not selling some of Google's product. So that sucks. <laughs> it sucks if you own an Amazon product, you want to. YouTube is the go-to television station for people under 35. So Google's cut access to YouTube on Amazon smart speakers with screens called The Echo Show. And it plans to block YouTube on Amazon's Fire TV media streaming as of January 1. Google, a unit of Alphabet said Amazon's retail website doesn't sell competing products like Google Home smart speaker or Google's Chromecast streaming device. Google also claimed that Amazon's Prime video lineup of shows and movies isn't available via Chromecast. It added that Amazon stopped selling some products from Nest, a connected device maker that is Google's sister firm under Alphabet. Amazon in October launched a home security system that competes with Nest. So there's some reciprocity going on. Apple in the news, Apple TV is now doing Amazon Prime. Apple is the smartest company of them all because all they want to do is sell devices. Google and Alphabet are trying to sell services. Apple wants to sell devices. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing, and more. San Francisco rent is so expensive that a law firm just bought a $3 million plane to fly its people in from Texas instead of having them live here. San Francisco's median rent price now is $4,400, nearly three times the median rent in Houston. So instead of hiring expensive local talent in the Bay Area, one Houston-based law firm flies its lawyers in on a private jet once a month to meet with clients. It's $2,500 to operate a jet as a tool for recruiting top talent pretty awesome idea uh i'm gonna live in vegas and fly into work every day and fly home some people are starting to do that in san francisco i'm rob black money investing more